Hi, everyone. It is Reverend Molly at A Common Sense Approach to the Bible. This is our Good Friday message. And before I get started, as is my custom for anyone who listens, let me pray over you. Father, I just ask that you bless everyone who listens to this podcast. Let them glean one thing from it that they didn't have before they tuned in. And let their hearts be lifted this Good Friday. In Jesus' holy name I ask and pray. Amen. Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hoppity, Easter's on its way. So April 9th, this Sunday, 2023, we are getting ready to celebrate Easter. And when I was little, I would always have a brand new outfit for Easter which included most of the time a little hat and certainly gloves to match. Flowers uh, had been ordered by the local flower mart and delivered the day before. And it was always exciting to see the big white truck come up and deliver the flowers for the big day. I lived right across the street from the First Presbyterian Church in St. Albans, West Virginia, So there wasn't a Sunday that I didn't attend church. It was just a part of my life at that time. And I loved Jesus. I really didn't know who he was. I really didn't know what he did. Uh, Who was God the Father? I don't, don't know about that. And the Holy Spirit, we didn't talk about that. But on Easter morning, we always, uh, awoke to full Easter, Easter baskets. That were carefully arranged on the large round dining room table. And of course, we weren't allowed to touch any candy until we got home from church. We had decorated colorful Easter eggs the night before. And we were just so excited. My sister and I waiting for the Easter bunny to hop right in the front door and fill these baskets with candy. On Easter morning, um, my whole family except for my dad, would attend church service. And we'd just be all preening and showing off our new clothes. And then we'd come home and change clothes and have an Easter egg hunt. And of course, mom and dad always made a big dinner. As we got older, the Easter baskets fizzled out. But they were mom would always set like material gifts on the table for us. And church fizzled out as well. The choice was always given to us in my family, um, usually around age 12, whether or not we would continue going to church or not. And I can tell you, um, I couldn't wait until I didn't have to go. My choice had been set early on. And I was just waiting for time to pass me by so I didn't have to go. But what was all of this excitement and hoopla about? On Easter when I was little. I mean, they were certainly fun, good memories. But what did it mean? Years and years later, when my life was going down the tubes and I needed more than an Easter basket full of candy, I was driven at the time and I didn't know who was drawing me to do this. But I was driven at the time to pick up my 
the Bible that I have been given, the King James Version of the Bible that I had been given when I was 12 years old and had to get up in front of the church and recite the 23rd Psalm after the pastor. I had been dreading that day, and when it was over, I was just so relieved. But when my life was in shambles, I picked up this Bible because I thought I'd ha tried everything else. Everyone else, everything else. And I was miserable. And this was coming from a little girl who grew up in church who loved Jesus. The only thing I really remembered was about the crucifixion. And so I tried to find it. And it took me a while, but I found where it was. And when I read it, tears blopped out on my cheeks. And I looked up to heaven and I'm like, I want to get this, but I just don't get this. I didn't get the these, the thous, all that stuff. And guys, I was like in my late 30s by this time. Much to my amazement, I discovered, and this was having, after having shock treatments while I was in the hospital, that the crucifixion meant everything to me. And that section of the Bible that I read where the tears would blot out on my cheeks was everything for my life. But I realized that the choice of my life going forward was not going to be up to anyone else but me. God was not going to make me do something. He was giving me a choice when I reached the lowest part of my life, whether or not my life could be all that he had wanted it to be, not what I thought it should be. That crucial time in history, Easter, was the, was the time that God sacrificed his son on a cross and it paid for our sins. It paid for my sins. It paid for my horribly defeated, wrecked life so that I didn't have to live that way, but I would have to make the choice to change. Now, at Easter time, the choice is always going to be before you again to focus on Jesus on the cross, understand and find out why he died on that cross, get into the Bible, start listening to um, someone who you believe who holds the truth. And there are many pastors and teachers on TV right now, and you have to be very careful. My suggestion would be that you would get an NIV Bible and that you would get in there and go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and find out what God did for you through Jesus Christ on this earth to set you free. You have to make a choice to lose your life for Jesus Christ. Because if you'll surrender your heart, surrender your control, Controls a mighty, horrible weapon um, against us. Surrender your control to Jesus Christ. You're going to find your life at that cross. That's what Easter is about. Charlie Brown. 
It isn't about the eggs and the candy and the wonderful hams and turkeys and whatever kind of gluttonous food we all shove in. It isn't about all of that. It's about us attaining the victory in this earth over Satan. And we have the power because we are followers of Jesus Christ to do just that. But every promise of God's is yes and amen, but you're the one who has to pick it up and you're the one who has to do something about it. So many times I've heard people say, well, I'm just going, well, I'm waiting. We're waiting on God to see what he's going to do. And I'm like, well, he's already done it all. He said when he sat down at the right hand of God the Father on that third day, it is finished. He looks down on us from heaven and he says, I'm waiting on you to pick up your cross daily and walk through this earth and learn about me, learn about my ways and learn about my will because there's enough that you can learn, that you can get the victory. Is it going to be easy? Nope. Because Jesus tells us in this world, you're going to have tribulations. But then he says, but take heart for I have overcome this world. John 10, 10 says the thief comes not but to kill, to steal and destroy. We are in a battle, my friends, my dear friends. And all of us feel and we can see the darkness getting more visible, getting more widespread. Our moral compass is telling us that we are, the world is getting more depraved and it's showing itself and it's showing its colors. Satan's not afraid anymore to stand up in front of you and say, bow down before me. Through the spirit of homosexuality, through the spirit of transgenderism, through these um, racial slurs and overtone that people are putting on everything. We've got to rise up and fight. The kingdom of God is suffering violence, y'all, and the violent take it by force. It's time to rise up. Come out of your depression. You can I was in the hospital with shock treatments because I didn't think there was any other answer for me. That that was the way. But that was the place where God sent a family member with a daily devotional that helped bring heaven down to earth for me in a simple and a clear way. It opened up Jesus to me and I rededicated my heart to him and my life to him. And my whole life has been changed. From the first half of my life to the second part of my life, it's a drastic, it's a drastic difference between light and dark. I always tried to fit Jesus in when I wanted him in. I never surrendered my heart solely to him. So this Easter, this April 9th, 2023, as we get ready to celebrate Jesus Christ who died on a cross for us so that we could be delivered I'm asking you to start your life afresh. Turn your heart to him. All you have to do is kneel before him and ask him to come into your heart. If you believe in your heart that Jesus was crucified for you and was raised on the third day, you shall be saved. It's not a big thing that you have to walk through. 
find out about God and then ask the Holy Spirit to please indwell your heart and show you the way to go. If he can do it for me from a little girl from West Virginia, the transformation has been nothing short of shocking. He'll do it for anyone who turns to him wholly and unreservedly. So guys, God bless you so much. This is Reverend Molly at a Common Sense Approach to the Bible. You can email me at jesuswithoutthejunk.com. Tune into our podcast. Be a subscriber. Share them with other people if this has helped you. Help me get what I have to say out to others so they too can gain the victory in this life. Until next time.